Animal Focus. Well, yesterday, the Australian Livestock Exporters Council reminded that the Albanese government that fairness doesn't only apply to taxation. It actually noted that the uh, the government's backflip on the Stage 3 tax cuts that were announced yesterday by the Prime Minister. And, uh, well, they went on to remind it that there is another area where a consideration of policy is needed, and that, of course, reversing the planned phase-out of the Australian live sheep exports. CEO Mark Harvey Sutton does join me. Morning, mate. Morning, Troy. How are you? Should the government here now change its mind? Well, I think, Troy, the government has now run out of excuses to maintain this policy. Every argument that they have put forward to maintain it, uh, initially saying that it's a declining trade, that's not true. Uh, Volumes are up 40%. We've just reopened Saudi Arabia. They also were at point, point pains to say that, you know, Welfare was worse for sheep uh, on vessels. That's not true. Uh, the mortality rate that sheep are uh, experiencing at the moment is comparative to cattle. They're at point by pains to say that the uh, you know even Liberal Party uh, people wanted to see the trade close. Susan Lay's come out and said that you know we have the highest stands in the world, and they've been at pains to say that they took it to two elections, and therefore they can't break their election promise. Well, <laughs> Troy, looking at yesterday, I don't know if that holds anymore. Uh, realistically, when the Facts change, mm, governments mm. change, and yeah. that's what they should be doing here. And I'm sure that the uh, the federal government, uh, they can't continue to ignore the thousands of, not just the farmers here that are going to be affected by this in WA, but, uh, you know, truck drivers, other bits and pieces as well, mate. The ag sector at the moment mm. is just at its wits' end. We saw yeah. the government not settle the uh, live cattle class action from Indonesia just last week. Uh, I mean, that is just a, a disgrace, to be frank. Uh, and it really does beg the question, Troy, given the thousands of farmers that have been saying that this policy is not right, uh, have been articulating the economic damage it'll do, the fact that mm. this would potentially be the end of the sheep and wool industries in Western Australia. It begs the question, who are they exactly listening to? And uh, uh, unfortunately, uh, they're listening to special interest groups. They're listening to a select few. They're listening to activists uh, who do not put the facts forward uh, honestly. And uh, I think that's terrible for agriculture, that agriculture, the people involved in it, uh, the whole sector is not being listened to, and it's a minority they're listening to. That's not fair. No, I know that the uh, the federal Labor government are on their way to WA next month. I know the WA farmers have written a letter to the Prime Minister and also to the Federal Agriculture Minister requesting a meeting with him during the uh, the February trip. Uh, apparently the government say that they uh, have received the letter which is fantastic and it will be considered in due course. So they didn't say if they've actually read it or not mate but uh, hopefully they can meet with uh, WA farmers and other WA farmers when they make their way to WA next month. Well it's not lost on me Troy uh, that Minister Watt and Prime Minister Albanese have at no point gone to visit the farmers. Yeah. Western Australia. They've had a few meetings in a couple of offices, but that's about it. Get on the ground. See what the damage this will do. See how the trade actually works. Uh, and the same can be said for our markets. They have not been in market and uh, spoken to our uh, trading partners and had a look at the feedlots and the supply chains and seen what this trade means to them as well. It's uh, it's very much an ivory castle type <laughs> mentality uh, in having this policy. You know, I think people are looking at yesterday's decision going, well, if you can change the policy policy on that. I mean, that was a, a policy that was backed numerous times. I, I can't think of a policy that the government has had or an election commitment that the government has had that has not been reinforced more times than that t- stage three tax cut. Yeah. But as things change, mm. as the facts become known, uh, <laughs> they've adjusted that policy. So uh, why doesn't that apply to us as well? And of course, we still haven't heard from the Federal Agriculture Minister on uh, the, uh, the live sheep panel meetings that uh, did happen over here in WA. 
not even a brass rose zoo has been mentioned about that, mate. Well, I think that speaks to uh, a lack of transparency uh, around this whole process. I think it speaks to uh, the disdain uh, that Western Australian farmers are being treated with uh, by this government. I suspect... Uh, that that panel has advised the minister that this is a huge undertaking. If it were to happen, that uh, it would cost millions of dollars, it would be to the detriment of farmers, yeah, and realistically, it's not a good idea. So no. I reckon the minister's in a real conundrum here, <laughs> uh, and they're trying to work out how to, how to deal with it. Well, I've got a suggestion... Uh, and it's quite simple, uh, and they take a leaf out of what they did yesterday, uh, and they backflip on this decision as well. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, quickly before they you... should meet with them, Troy. Oh, they absolutely, should they should. absolutely, they should. They should meet with not just with WA farmers, but uh, you know, as I said, uh, maybe some shearers, truck drivers, um, you know, sheep producers. You know, meet with the the lot if they can. Hopefully that they absolutely. can. Absolutely. Hey, mate, Absolutely. just quickly before you go, we've got a, uh, a ship that's, uh, well, making its way back to Australia due to those rising tensions in the Red Sea. Any update that you've heard on this? Uh, look, uh, it, the, the exporter in question here isn't a, a member, and it's not something that we are privy to all the okay. details, but the export, the, the vessel is returning to Australia, and that was a decision made by the Department of Agriculture. They, <laughs> they considered that the best option. Uh, look, I, I think this actually demonstrates that we do have processes in place to deal with situations such as this. I don't think we can forget that at the end of the day, these vessels actually do have a right to navigate the Red Sea. And, you know, there are that right is being impeded. And that's why we have a multinational force there at the moment that Australia is contributing to, to preserve that freedom of navigation. So that is why the vessel has turned. Uh, and that is why it is coming back. And I am very confident that given it is not docked in any other port, uh, the biosecurity risk can be managed. And we'll just wait to hear as the Department of Agriculture works with that exporter mm. on what the, what processes they'll put in place and things like that. But I know they're working on it. I know that there are processes that can be put in place here. So I'm very, very confident it can be managed. Australian Livestock Exporters Council CEO Mark Harvey Sutton. Mate, uh, thanks for your time on Rural Focus this morning. No, always a pleasure, Troy. Good on you.